I am so honored simply to, thank you, Douglas. I'm so honored to simply just stand back there and sing and look at him and just share the stage with him. How lucky am I? So I, as well, am not Mark Anthony Lord. So we have myself and Kim Revere, Bodhi Licensed Spiritual Counselors, extraordinary as well, and Reverend Daryl Jones. It took three wise people to take the place of the Lord today for you. So also, who was here for Lynn Twist on Friday? Okay, was that awesome? Yes, I know. So Mark Anthony promised a free talk for anybody who was here. You won that prize. So he's going to extend that to next week. So you be here at 10 o'clock for meditation and 1030 and subsequent weeks after that. You won for the whole year, okay? So you're lucky. So what I want to talk about, my little part of this talk, is what you appreciate appreciates. We've heard this before, right? So what is appreciation? Appreciation also equals gratitude. So gratitude. Gratitude is the parent of all of the spiritual practices, of meditation, of tithing, of any kind of practice, of praying. If we come from that place of gratitude, it is the parent that weaves and flows through all of the spiritual practices. So it empowers us. So what is gratitude? What does it feel like? And I was actually talking to some friends last night, finding out the news, that I was grateful to get to speak today, because Mark Anthony wasn't here. Grateful for that text. And, and really uh, grateful to be able to step up. So I said, hey, what is gratitude? And my friend just said, I, just, I said, what does it feel like to you? And she said, it feels like I'm not suffering. And I said, yes, that's it. So gratitude is when you feel peace. That's gratitude. So when is gratitude? Gratitude is right now. It is full on in this moment. This is gratitude. So we have music. We have beauty. We have inspiration. We have all that right now. So this moment, like no other moment, you want for nothing. I can guarantee when you walk through those doors now, you want for nothing We are in a comfortable room that is beautiful on comfortable chairs. Think about the now moment, not what happened in the past, not what's going to happen when you walk through those doors, not I need more money, I want to lose weight, I want to get in love, I want to lose my love, I want whatever you want to (laughs) do. Right now, this is the oneness, and we breathe together in that gratitude. This moment like no other. So there's no becoming this. It simply is right now. There's no becoming God. It is right now in this moment of gratitude. So when I was looking on research on this, who would like to guess? You didn't know there'd be a test today, right? Who would like to guess when psychologists started studying gratitude? Any ideas? The year 2000, way back then. Does anybody remember the year 2000? Woo, right? I was just a baby then. So I thought that was really funny that psychology had been studying something for not even 12 years that every every known written religion has studied for thousands and knew. We knew it all along, right? Because psychologists were studying what was wrong with people, not not what could make them right. Right? Thank you, Keith. So 
Now we have these proven facts from actual scientists about gratitude working. But we all knew that, right? We all knew that. So I just want to take a second. Everybody just close your eyes for just a second. I want you to think about what are you grateful for in your life? Material things. Just material things right now. Let's start there. Your house, your apartment, your condo, your warm bed, the clothing you have on, how you got here today, the coffee you had this morning, the warm oatmeal full of love we're going to have after service. Think about these material things. Now, take a moment and think about one person in your life that you are immensely, profoundly grateful for. Bring that person into your mind. I want you to mentally write them a letter about how amazing you feel around them, how amazing their presence in your life has made you. This letter pours with gratitude, pours with your heart, and you are writing this letter now in your mind. Now give them this letter. Open your eyes. This is God. What we feel right now, this oneness, this is it. And the phone agrees. God is calling right now. So, so Lynn, Lynn Twist spoke Friday night of a couple of great lies, and one of the great lies that she talked about was uh, there's not enough. So right now in this room, there's enough. There's more than enough. We have so much, and, and in this exact moment... Also, you know when there's more than enough, when there's nothing else to get or do. There's nothing that's going to make this moment any different. If anyone in here, in this moment, more money's not going to make it different. Being skinnier is not going to make it different. Being in love or not in love or having friends around you or not having friends around you, right now, no different. So we take that love and we take that oneness together. So right now, um, let's just take this springboard of gratitude and use that towards anything is possible when you believe, right? So this is where this can springboard from. And when we live in gratitude, we have everything to give and nothing to lose. So that's kind of the theme of today, to bring it into our prosperity drive ending. This is where you come from, this place of gratitude. Not obligation, not I better give or someone's going to be better than me or give more than me or any of that. This gratitude is where we give from. So you have two assignments now before I leave and, and give uh, the microphone to Kim. One is you need to stay in this energy for our pledge drive. And your second is I really want you to write that letter and really give it to that person. How cool would that be? But Kim said, snap, Yes. So, the world is already a better place because you chose to be grateful, and so it is. Linda Michaels, Bodhi licensed spiritual counselor extraordinaire. Amazing what you can pack into, um, you know, seven minutes or something like that, right? Like, I'm like, Mark, apparently you need to shorten your talk because you... It's very effective when you're low on time. It's blocking me from you. I want to be with you. And my notes are like this morning's notes over coffee. So I'll glance every once in a while here. 
Um, I'm Kim Revere. I'm one of your licensed spiritual practitioners. And guess what I'm going to take the time to talk about? Tithing, money. I want to talk about it just a little bit, just a little bit. But I want to expand on that, um, on on just tithing. So I want to make one thing clear also, because right now I'm teaching the Prosperity Boot Camp course. And... um, we are talking the pledge drive, and we're getting clear on things. And it's been mentioned, but I want to, as I talk about tithing, just want to mention when you pledge as to what you will be giving in 2013 here, that can mean your tithe. Like, my pledge is my tithe. It's not that I tithe 10%, and then I go, oh, now I'm supposed to make a pledge on top of that? It's, it's Some of us donate money, and some of us tithe. And um, they're actually a little bit different so I just want to mention for a moment, um, tithing is, is a conscious giving. It's conscious giving. A lot of times when we donate money, it's, hey, I'm doing the bike ride, the race, and can you donate? Yeah, I can give you 25 bucks. I'll give you 50 bucks. I'll give you 100 bucks. And we donate, and we like to do that, that stuff, you know, the animals, the NPR, the PBS, the whatever it may be. Um, And tithing is conscious giving of your money. So a tithe is what percentage? Ten, ten percent. There is a test and quiz today. Um, It's it's one-tenth of of what you have. It's one-tenth of what is is yours, quote-unquote, right now. Um, Now, it's one-tenth. If some of you are in a place, the main thing is that you give back. That's the main thing. So tithe actually means one-tenth, but the spiritual practice of tithing is to give, is to give. And you give not of what is yours. You give of what has been given to you. So we have to, the deep work that happens in tithing, because it is a spiritual practice, um, the deep work is getting out of the idea that what is mine is mine and what is yours is yours and we are separate and I will give when I feel like it and I will give when somebody asks me and, and get into the space of going, hmm, here we sit in the oneness, here we sit in the allness, in the sufficiency of God and therefore what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine because we are of the same source. So the infinite supply is actually what we give from or where we give from. Does that make sense? We, it's, you know, a lot of times it's just so often it's like, but I earn my money. I'm not giving my money away. No, you are a channel from which money comes to and flows through. Yes? Yes! I like that. That's my girl, Carmini, right there. She will tell you all about it, okay? So it's, it's, what happens is we loosen our grip on what is mine and what is yours, and we start to get into the flow of life, which is, ah, it's all ours. I mean, it's so clearly, if you really look at it, how many times has a dollar bill passed through your hands and how many people before it reached yours? It was never yours. It's not theirs. It's not the person that had it before that owns it. Nobody owns that dollar bill. Like, you know, like, if we we just kind of reduce it down and take it down, well, no, that dollar bill's not mine. My name's not on it. 
It's not stamped with anything. It's, it's to flow through me. So our practice of tithing becomes really, truly a spiritual practice. My, you know, I can say this because our minister's gone. <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I want you to tithe 10% of your money to the spiritual center. I want you, I truly, all, my heart wants you to practice tithing. Boom. End of sentence. I, my, my wish for everybody that comes through Prosperity Boot Camp is that you start the practice of tithing, you find the joy in tithing and the expansion of it, and you find your sufficiency in God and not in your paycheck and not in your job, and then all of a sudden, you just tithe the rest of your life because you love it, because you're so grateful, because there's so much good coming to and through you that you take 10% of what has been given to you from that infinite supply and source, and you gratefully give yourself away with your money also. So the conscious part of it, 10%, so important. I'm going to keep pushing that. Get clear. Get real with your money. I just did a workshop a couple weeks ago. Get real with your money. How do you tithe 10% if you don't know what you make? How do you tithe 10% if you don't know what's coming in? You have to wake up and get real. Get real with your money because this is what happens a lot of times. We'll go, we don't, we don't tithe, we give, we donate, but we're not doing it consciously. So then what happens is we give and we're cranky sometimes. Ah, I got to give and I, I didn't make that much money, but I'll write a check for 20 bucks. I'll give. And then the next time we'll give and we'll be like... I'm feeling so good and so abundant, and I love everyone. I'm writing a check for $50. And so we have different energy around it. And whatever energy we're sitting in goes for, like, past and present. If I'm in the obligation, I'm not really giving just an obligation on this check. It's probably attached to all the money that I gave in an obligation. Like, energetically, there's a thread that just weaves in there. So when we're not... Sometimes we give, like I said, out of obligation, and then other times we're in the overflow and we give out of that abundance. But we sit and we play the mind game, and the mind game is, I'm not giving enough. I'm not giving enough, but I'm giving, but I'm not giving enough. I, sh- I should be giving more. I should be giving more. And then on the other side, we sit and we go, I give plenty. I've already given this week. I gave this month. I put my pledge in, and then we'll go to the flip side and start thinking, I I give more than I need to. They should be grateful for what I have or so-and-so. And what's so beautiful is if you get clear with your money and you get clear on whatever percentage you want to sit at, start your practice at 2%, 5% if you haven't begun this practice. It is easy, I will tell you, to tithe 2%. Easy. 5%, you'll be like, I'm a big highfalutin, look at me go. And you'll start feeling good about it. Keep pushing yourself a little bit, but start the practice. And um, what is so beautiful is that 10%, again, it's impartial. It's the same for everyone. And it leaves no mystery. No more is there a mystery of, what do I give? Should I give more? Should I not give? Um, uh, Should I, is it enough? Um, What if I want to give here? No mystery. Come up with your, what you bring in, what's my incoming money, what's been incoming through me, and then 
you just tithe on that. You do your spiritual practice. And your spiritual practice on tithing is just like all of your other spiritual practice. It's time to meditate. I don't want to meditate today. Oh, you know you need to meditate, Kim. You got to meditate. But I don't have a lot of time, but I should just meditate. And we play the game, and then we'll get done with our meditation and go, that wasn't a very good meditation. Or, that was an awesome meditation. And guess what? Same thing around our prayer practice. We start learning prayer here at Bodhi, and then we go, I'm not really good at it, but I want to do it like they do it. I want to talk like them, but I should, but I need to practice, but I'm scared. And then we go through there, and we just keep practicing. We keep practicing. We do it. We, the only way we get better at it is to actually be in action. You don't get better at meditating by thinking about it or talking about it. You don't get better at prayer by thinking about it or talking about it. You pray. You meditate. You tithe. The practice will be rough sometimes at first, but it will, it will get better. I promise you, because I am a testament to it being rough and staying in my practice and being a little uh-uh-uh, and now I sit in a place of I cannot wait to write that check. I cannot wait. We were tithing in class on, uh, on Thursday, and Sonia had her tithe, and then she couldn't find it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, it was this moment of anxiety. I have to tithe right now. I've already written the checks, you know, and I'm like, you can put it on your credit card. Oh, thank God. There was no waiting. There was no waiting for her. It was, I must do this now. Like the call and the heart to give, it wasn't, she didn't even want to wait. It's such a, there's such a need and a, and a, and a, a feeling of expansion when you get to that place of giving out of the clarity of what's right. And I feel really good when people are asking for money around here from me. For the most part, I'm just like, well, I feel great about it. I'm in right relationship with my giving here, you know. And um, so I've got no triggers around not enough or whatever. You know, those buttons. Some of us have the buttons and some of us don't have the buttons. But I just encourage you, remove the buttons of, ooh, Tithing hurts. Tithing hurts. Um, tithing's rough. I don't have enough to tithe. Yes, you do, because it's a percentage. So whatever you got going on, take 10 of it. And um, that is what I offer you on the tithing. It will bring you closer to knowing God as your source. It will bring you closer. It will bring you to knowing God as your source, to where your energy no longer becomes, wonder how I'm going to make my money this month to, I wonder how I'm going to make my money this month. It's all in energy. Same sentence, same phrase. It changes everything. So God as your source, that is where you give from in the first place. And I think that's probably it. Um, That is so it. That's so it. That's what I offer to you. So be, oh, hold on. Be part of this pledge drive. Find a way to participate. Even if you're just here for the first time. My mom lives in Michigan. She's like, I'm going to just donate. And so, you know, maybe this isn't your place where you're going to commit to tithing because this isn't your home. But be part of it somehow. There will be a way that you can write an intention. There's something. Participate. Remove any barriers you have of participation. And just dive in even with a, with a beautiful intention. So I hand, well... He has his own microphone. To you, I bring Daryl Jones, minister, not in training.
So let's start with a deep breath, because we've been talking about money. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> Repeat after me, I am enough. I am more than enough. And I am all the me I can be right now. I am enough. I am more than enough. I am all the me I can be right now. Whenever money comes up for me, and I, you know what? I'm just going to let money go for a minute because that's just something that we get to play with. <clears throat> Sufficiency. That's the word I'm dropping into the mix today. Lynn Twist is magic. If you did not hear her talk on Friday, you missed being there, but you can hear her talk. Do we have CDs of that available? Yes. So you can buy, um, buy her book, buy the, the talk from Friday night. This woman has walked through um, life in a very powerful way of seeing consciousness around money and what we may call a lack mentality, but it has nothing to do with the amount of money in someone's bank account. We can walk around with a million dollars in our back pocket and still be lacking love. We can be walking around with a penny, a penny in our shoe. All we got is a penny loafer. Remember penny loafers? That's all you got, and you can be sitting in the sustenance of sufficiency more powerful than that person with a million dollars. Can you feel that? All right. So underneath all this stuff, I want to welcome a conversation about sufficiency. And in case you're, that's not a word that gets used a lot. I, I, I was floored, Linda, about thank, thanksgiving and gratitude not really being studied by the, the psychological world until 12 years ago. Wow. Um, but sufficiency is not a word that, that's used that often. I'm going to offer this as a definition that, that Lynn Twist gave. Take a deep breath. Take this one in with a smile. When you let go trying to get more of what you don't really need... It frees up oceans of energy to make a difference with what you have. When you make a difference with what you have, it expands. When you make a difference with what you have, it expands. I am more than enough, and I'll never be any more than who I am right now. This is enough. That's a radical notion. It's a really radical notion because most of us operate from wanting more. Nothing wrong with that. I want more. I want some more spaghetti. That was good. Give me some more. I want some more love. Give me another kiss. That's great to, to, to want more in your life, but to operate from a place of I am sufficient, I am more than enough as I am right now is a very powerful way to be. And think if you were in relationship to your money, if you were in relationship to your job, if you were in relationship to your relationships, to your lovers, to your parents, to your children, that I am enough. There's nothing more than you need to be than who you are right now. You can't be anything else. You cannot be any more you than who you are right now. If you think you can be, that's magical thinking. Do you get that? That is magical thinking, that you are going to be someone that you are not right now. 
Who you are is God. Who you are is love. Who you are is intelligence. Who you are is powerful. Who you are is wisdom. That is who you are. And that is more than enough. When? When? Yesterday? Tomorrow? Now. Right now. I'm going to give you just an illustration. It, It may not be that big of a deal, but in terms of practicing, that's what it's all about. That's one of the biggest gifts that this community has given me. I love to talk about and philosophize and open up books and be a nerd and just get into it. But none of that doesn't mean anything unless I do it, unless I welcome it, unless I embody it in my life. So last night, I was at a wedding. Um, Some dear friends of mine got married and had gone to the, uh, the reception, you know, beforehand, had a little cocktails, feeling good, talking to people, you know, was eating some stuff, started eating more stuff, started eating more stuff, feeling a little full, had another glass of wine. I was like, all right, okay, cool. And all of a sudden, my phone went, and I was like, hmm, what's going on? Oh, okay, all right, Mark Anthony. I'm not feeling well. Tomorrow's the last day of the pledge campaign. Hmm, that's all he said. I was like, so what are you asking me to do? Because I was about to go to the bar and get another drink, to be real. You're cramping my style a little bit right now. <clears throat> and he said, I, I need to make a decision tonight. I, I don't feel well. I really need my body is asking me to rest. So... In terms of sufficiency, in that moment, Mark Anthony brought forth a very powerful practice that it was more than about him. This community was more than enough, right? That the core of counselors here that support him is more than enough. He let it go. He let it go. So in that moment, he was practicing sufficiency. It wasn't about him. He is more than enough, and everyone in this room is more than enough to make this Sunday service happen. He doesn't turn on the lights. He doesn't plug in the drum kit to the microphones and do all that stuff. This community is sufficient in and of itself in what it does. And he knew that if he just asked, sufficiency would reveal itself in the moment, and it did. I said yes. Kim said yes. Linda said yes. Okay? So then we just bring it into the present moment. Then I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. That means i got to come up with something that ain't like that. <laughs> and I wanted to stay at the party. I wanted to get my dance on, you know. I mean, they were playing Brick House and stuff, you know. <laughs> and, here's, and here's the deal. You know what? I stayed at the party. I got my dance on, y'all. I stayed at the party. Because I, in that moment, I made a powerful choice last night that who I was and what I know about spiritual truth is sufficient. All of a sudden, in my mind, all of a sudden in my mind, I went to this place, well, if I had known this a week ago, then I could create who I need to be right now. That wasn't happening. That was some magical stuff. There was no way that was going to happen. So I had to surrender in that moment and go, I am more than enough. 
who I am is enough. I can't be any more Daryl than I am right now. And the Daryl that is is going to speak what needs to be spoken because it's not even about Daryl. Let me step back and let love have its way. Let God have its way. Let sufficiency have its way. I was just at a party last night, y'all. That spiritual practice in life at a wedding reception. We are asking you to bring that consciousness to your money. And it's not about your money. It's about our community. Your money is just one way that it gets to be active for you. It's one way that we invite you to be in relationship with this community in a powerful way. We're going to move into a ritual very soon that's going to invite you to energetically, whether you have given a pledge already or if you are still looking to give a pledge, we're going to move into a ritual in a moment. But I want to read another quote to you before I do that that brings it all home. Actually, no, I got, I'm sorry. I got to keep going for a couple more minutes. (laughs) Sufficiency, because I got to come back to this thing. I like, I love, okay, when I was 12, I wanted to be a magician. I still have my father's old briefcase, and he would go and buy me magic tricks. And I actually did my one and only party, my friend's birthday party, his little sister. And I went and had this little coloring book that made things turn. Anyway, I love magic. Magic is a wonderful thing. We love magical stories. The only thing is is that magic doesn't work. Magic doesn't work. At least what I know. What does work is principle. What does work is practice. And within that is some magic. Within that is some magic. With insufficiency, it invites you to be present in the moment. You can't be sufficient 10 years ago. You can't be sufficient 10 minutes from now. You can be sufficient right now. Right now. So let's be sufficient right now. Patanjali, one of my favorite wise people who wrote, said, mere philosophy will not satisfy us. We cannot reach the goal by mere words alone. Without practice, nothing can be achieved. Nothing can be achieved unless you practice it. So there is no judgment on what you do or what you don't do with your money, but the one thing that we invite you to do here is to practice on all levels of your being. Practice, practice, practice. So take a deep breath in. And we're going to come back to this affirmation that we started with. Say out loud, I am enough. I am am more than enough. I am am all the me I can be right now. So just take that in for a minute. Allow yourself to be enough right now. It can be uncomfortable. Sit in it. You are more than enough right now. Breathe that in. Whatever your mind is saying, I want you to say out loud, I am enough. I am more than enough. I am all the me I need to be right now. now. 
We are practicing yoga. We are stretching our minds. We are stretching our threshold to embody and embrace the idea that we are enough. Take a deep breath in and out. Another breath in. And out. The third one in. Letting out a sigh. Ah. Just stay in that meditative space for a minute. I'm going to invite the pledge team to come forward. To hold the space with me right now. And we're going to practice sufficiency in this now moment in a collective consciousness. Inside your program, there's two pieces of paper. Please take both of them out. One of them is an actual pledge form. It says 2013 pledge. So this is what you may pledge for the year 2013. Do you have to give it all on January 1st? No. You've got 365 days to sit in sufficiency. That's a long time. So I invite you, if you feel so called to complete one of these, if you have already completed one of these, there's another piece of paper here. My intentions, my heart's intentions for Bodhi in this coming year. We're going to take a couple of moments to sit in silence, and we're going to move into a ritual. I don't think we can have enough ritual in our life. It is literally the embodiment of the philosophies and ideas that we speak of. So we're going to move into a ritual of sufficiency, of placing the sufficiency in this this container right here, sufficient the intentions that we give, sufficient in the amount of money that we may write on our card. And there's no wrong way to do this. Hear me. There's no wrong way to do this. I just invite you to participate. Take a deep breath in. I'm going to take a couple of minutes for you to sit with it to write your heart's intention for Bodhi or to write your pledge if you so choose to do so this year and just sit with it. Anything that comes up around not being enough, allow yourself to be enough right now in whatever you choose to do. Even if you choose not to pledge, that is enough. But I invite you to stretch. have already pledged, I invite you to affirm and reaffirm your intention. Find that you're awake and the magic that 
believe in the sufficiency right now, I invite you, if you are complete, to simply just come forward and place into this basket your blessing or your pledge for Bodhi this year.